Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to KSDAD Radio. Friday the 13th Slasher Horror Extravaganza. And now, let's go to our host. Take it away, guys. Hello, everybody. As usual, we got Fred here. Say hello, Fred. Hi, everybody. And I hope you're having a good Friday the 13th, and to all the other people that just all of a sudden this year, after all the years I've been doing this, are popping up with own exclusive podcast, Friday the 13th part episodes, I expect uh, $3 from each of you in the mail. Thank you very much. I want my cut. <laughs> yeah. But right now we're on the one... Friday the 13th, where it added something that the Friday the 13th has never really had before. And you know what that is? Um, let me guess. Uh, no, they had plenty of tits, blood. Um, ooh, I got it. Acting. Real acting. No, stability. Stability. <laughs> oh, sure. For some reason, every, from two on, every film had a different Jason. And then you hear every Jason, uh, if you watch Crystal Lake Memories, which is good, but it's out of print, so get it any way you can. They always say, don't they, Fred? Boy, I wish I would have done oh. another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, you had this do. crazy ex-stunt man who, well, yeah, he pretty much had retired since uh he got into the fire, and he decided to take the role on, and he said, I wanted to make it permanently. And we'll get in the yeah, game with Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, he would have came out of retirement to do Freddy versus Jason, but they ended up getting that to a different actor. Who they told to act just like him. Yeah, so they should have just got, you know, Kane Hodder. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Yeah, they would. I never understood. But we'll get into that silliness once we get in the thing. This holds a record on the Friday the 13th. Getting to that when the movie started. And right now we're at the main menu. Okay. Where are you at? Uh, I have it on pause right before uh, Paramount. Uh, right when the Paramount scene shows yeah, up? Yeah, just before it starts going. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> yes, by now Paramount was embarrassed by this. And by now, these were the only things that was kept in Paramount Studios going because they had a lot of flops. And with that, we'll get into it. And we're going to get re- ready to start in five Four, three, two, one. This year was 1987. You know how you can tell because they were pumping these out one a year. <laughs> yeah, and that was that, that kept me going through high school. School and high school was like, hey, a new, it's another new year, new Friday 13th. 
Yeah. And also, about this time, uh, Charles Band's Empire Studio was like the biggest game in town. They were putting out stuff like Reanimator, uh, From Beyond, and all that. So Paramount hired their effects guy who had directed a few films called John Carl Beekler. Yeah, which let me just interrupt real quick. This narrator that you're hearing right yeah. now telling the backstory of Jason, do you know who that yeah. is? Yeah, who? That is Crazy Ralph. They brought the actor back just to do that sequence to talk about Jason and this is actually really his last Friday thirteenth. He did the he did this opening narration. They said that was the biggest mistake that thing that ever made was killing off uh, Crazy Ralph. Yeah. No, yeah, they should have kept that character going. I loved him. I'm trying to find his name real quick, but yeah, no, it was great that they brought him back just to do this opening narration. It kind of just tied everything together, call him back from the um, original films. And if you really think about it, they must think we're stupid because every film, oh, pretty much every film opens up with this backstory. <laughs> well, they they were always counting, hoping that new people would come to see it. Um, you know, and I'm like, well, I mean, come on. Like, if you're not into the, on the Jason train by by part seven, you're not going on the Jason train. Oh, and you know what the funny thing is? The shots that they're using from part six of the kills were the yeah. unrated versions. Yeah. Yeah, they they couldn't show it in part six, but they showed it in this one. And then this one was heavily cut by the oh. NCAA for its kills. <laughs> Yeah, this one hold this one held the record for most cuts. Well, it holds the record for most cuts ever in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, and it's the second film that was sent to the MPAA the most. The most record first. for this was taken away by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. With, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> with three, with about, I think, 300 cuts and about 20 trips to the MPAA. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love three. I mean, that's, that's uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I, ha- I have vivid, great memories of that movie. Seeing that in theaters. Oh, and I just wanted to add, um, his name was Walt Gorney. I couldn't believe I couldn't remember that, but yeah, Crazy yeah. Ralph. So, rest in peace, sir. And what's funny is they advertise this, even on the poster. I've seen an early poster. Do you remember the early poster that had Jason versus Carrie in it, even though? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, someone got very the pissed child? off something about intellectual property rights and how the fuck are you using my character's name in the movie she's not even fucking in. Yeah, yeah, no, they they actually wanted because that's what they were toting it as is Jason versus Carrie, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think the original title that they were gonna go with was um uh Jason's Destroyer. 
which would have made sense for the time. You know, that would have been such a great title because that was like when thrash and, and heavy metal was going at stronger, strongest, and yeah. you even had metal bands doing songs about Jason Voorhees. So they but should have went with um, Jason Destroyer. Jason if you even follow the plot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's probably a way to change it, but it's such a cool title. I mean, since when do they do titles that match the film? You know, <laughs> come on. Well, the new blood does match the film because we do, did get some new blood into this, which yes. is Kane Hodder. Yep. And speaking of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, the opening here with uh, the little girl, little Tina. Uh, there's Jason before he's all rotted up. I like this. You know what I would have added there as a joke with those little bubbles what? out? What? Watery snores. Yeah. <laughs> There she is. But if you notice that calendar said Friday the 13th, you're right. That is the little crazy girl from Friday the 13th. I mean, Leatherface. Well, yeah, text. Yup, that's her. If you don't poke them, how do they leave? Yeah. Yeah, her name is Jennifer Banco. Yup, young Tina from T- Texas yeah. Chainsaw. And she's great in this, yeah. You know, I mean, you buy it. This little and girl's really, really disturbed at her death. what's really sad is that they really... Laura Park Lincoln really busted her ass for this movie and the little girl. They even had uh, people who purportedly had real psychic powers actually tell her how it would really be and not that usual, let's rip off David Cronenberg's scanners, I got the shade, type shit. Yeah, well, that's what what this movie got it right. Was and they, there's actually an interview with um, oh, what do they call it, a parapsychosis investigator, where he yeah. actually worked for the government from like the 60s up into the 80s, and he says the problem with telekinesis is first of all, it's not like in the movies where shit's flying around, but yeah. no one that he investigated can control it. It happens sporadically and randomly. When you want it to work, it don't work. When you don't want it to work, it happens. Like you'll be sitting there and a pair of scissors will fly across the room. You didn't even want it to happen. But when you're trying to sit there and make it happen, it doesn't work. And that shaky uh, dock. Yeah. That was was them filming it on the Jaws ride at Paramount Studios. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, they have a part in that where the doc, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, so the researcher's name is Dr. Barry Tatt, parapsychologist. And he he um worked at UCLA and yeah. for the government and the military from 1969 to 1980, and he investigated 4,500 cases. And he said most of them they found out to be phony, but the real ones that they got, the government whisked away. And, you know, they tried. And he said case after case was the same thing. Most of them suffered from epilepsy, first of all. That was a common trait. Not all epileptics have telekinesis, but every telekinesis um, person had epilepsy. So, and what would happen was it would just sporadically happen. They couldn't control it. 
and there was a case where a woman was getting raped, and that would have been the perfect time for her telekinesis to work, but because she was panicked, it didn't work. But then the weeks following after her rape, she just, shit just kept moving every time. She, she couldn't even walk past cars without the car alarms going off. Yeah. So it was, you know, so that's how telekinesis works. It's not like in the movies where you can control it, it happens. This film kind of gets it right because it only happens when she gets emotional and she's not controlling it. Now, later in the film, yeah, she's throwing couches around and TVs around. But in real life, it you know, the studies, they don't control it. It just happens, and they don't even want it to happen. Sorry. <laughs> if you ever get to originally skip this, he's supposed to be a bigger scumbag, and they sure do more scumbaggery things in there. Yeah. Oh, weekend at Crystal Lake. If you notice, there's uh, <laughs> one scene in this movie where uh, she takes a pill mm-hmm. that's supposed to be a psychiatric medicine. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a deeper plot. And guess what that drug's name was supposed to be? Um, what? Ephemeral. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, right? No. No, oh, Jesus Christ, that's right, yes. Oh, how did yeah. I not catch that? Oh, see, see, hate me, audience, hate me. <laughs> no, don't hate you. No, I'm I mean, still focused on that. that. Like I said, this used to be a deeper movie, but the producer yeah. was like, a lot of it is Buchler was, this is not, he is not a great director, and a lot of it was the produ- the associate producer going, oh, we don't think that's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I just I'm still focused on that weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> the, the actor yeah. right here. That's from weekend at Bernie's. He's Bernie, the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> Always cracks me up. A lot of people don't make that connection. They're like, oh yeah, that is that guy. Terry Kaiser, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you were talking about the um producer. She, um, yeah, no, but she really went out of the way to stop him from doing a lot of things that would have been cool. You know, and we'll get to it later. But, um, yeah, his producer was, like, really holding him back. She really got into a lot of things and stopped him from doing a lot of cool things, like what you just brought up with the ephemeral. And... Take everything we say that Buechler says as a grain with a grain of salt because it is a fact <laughs> that in the years before this special edition DVD, which we're watching, came out, which is about two two oh five, two oh six, Buechler said he had a beautiful, pristine print. He had the <laughs> yeah. negative. He had a complete uncut version. And then when it came time to pony up, oh, I just got this crappy uh, work print version. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if anybody ever seen the um, the cut footage from that, you don't see anything. It's all VHS glitch. It has the time bar on the bottom. And it's like you're sitting there squinting trying to see the effect. <laughs> yeah, and that there is a great effect. And I love how they did that. What, the matchbook? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Do you know how they did it? A magnet? 
Yeah, they had like a piece of metal in the matchbook, <laughs> and they had one of them strong earth magnets underneath, and all they had to do was whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a magic trick I used to do when I was a kid. I used to do like little magic tricks for my friends in the neighborhood, and that was one of the tricks was moving um, uh, not a matchbook, but um, like a coin across like the my magic hat, and my hand is inside moving a magnet around. And kids used to yeah. be like, oh, my God, how are you doing that? I'm like, you guys are really dopey, aren't you? you know? Because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a real coin. It was like a, a yes, magic that coin. that is continuity. That cabin <laughs> is the same cabin as part four. Yeah. that It is, yeah. I was going to bring that up later when um the girl jumps through the window because they actually – Use that the uh, cabin from part four for her to jump through the window because her death was completely different. Her death, she was actually cut in half by um Kane Hodder with yeah. a machete, and um something happened with the effect didn't work right. They said, and the MPAA being the assholes that they are said they couldn't use it anyway because it's too gory. Well, so they made her jump the window. I just watched the uncut version and get fake chest. And when Kane yeah. uh, hit it with the machete, the entire chest shifted forwards. Yeah, so it was a bad... Um, so you like seen her boobies and everything attack. just... Whoop, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see, for all the bad reputation this movie deservedly has, that they made a freaking effort... And in oh, case yeah, no, you're I mean, watching they... this, yes, that scene at the very first of the movie was not supposed to be there. It was supposed to be right here. Yeah. Okay, so here we go, the new Jason. And I really like that Beekler added in all his former injuries. They made him rotten, and it had this is my favorite um, Jason mask. After the ghost hawk from uh, Never Hike Alone, this is my second. This is my first favorite mask because it has the missing jaw piece, you know. And I actually have a replica of this mask from this movie. So, and I love that they made him rotten because he's been down there. That was the thing Beekler really stressed on was he's like. You see the early Friday the 13th, and it's like he's got all these wounds, but he's, then he's clean in the next film. You know? It's like, nah, you want him rotten. You want him to have all the wounds, you know? Try to yeah. try to have a little continuity going. I mean, because the next one right after this, it's like he's, you know, he's just, well, he's just a mush man in the next one. but But this is definitely one of the coolest looks for Jason. Which I keep hoping that N- NECA puts the figure out because I have all the figures except this one. <laughs> if you're listening, anyone from NCA? N- and I love the spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is one and of my favorite looks for cool Jason. Speaking of cool things that she cut out when Jason was originally supposed to come out of there. Uh huh. He was supposed to have a fish in the missing eye that's shown later in the movie. <laughs> and they're supposed to show him That's just funny. go whoop, boom and throw the fish down, pull it out of his eye. That's cool. That I didn't even know. 
You know, it was just so many cool stuff that they wanted to do, and they didn't. Bill Killer had yeah, a and that was... budget, and he had a shit time schedule. I think this movie was shot, edited, and went to the AP, MPAA's bullshit in under yeah. nine months. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they and they had to they, they had to go down to Alabama to film it because they they would only let him do it on a winter schedule, so he couldn't do it like in the real um you know a northern woods where he wanted to do it originally. So he had and to go down south Alabama, to avoid the cold. They had to put a fake script in there. So this couple in here in, was in, in Alabama, which they showed to the Alabama people to let them film it. Their brother yeah. and sister because they. They don't believe in extramarital sex with non-brothers and sisters yeah. down in Alabama. Yeah. And that actor that, right there, the boyfriend, he's also from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Yeah. He's the one. He's the, bro- the, yep, he's the brother. And he's the one with the uh, purple shorts that they're like, California. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Two alumni from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 made it into this film. Yeah. And you know what I hated once I seen the uncut print, what they cut out the most from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3? The fact that Vigo's character was supposed to be gay. Yeah. Yeah, they really, yeah, they cut that down a lot. And more grandpa scenes, you know? Yeah. um, Yeah, no, they, they cut that out, which, glad you brought that up. Because for the longest title, fans, which I never understand, like, fans' purity of films, used to call this Fry Gay the 13th. Because that character right there who just walked out, Nick, who's supposed to be Tina's love interest, was actually gay in real life. And for the longest, the lesser, you know, Fry 13th fans made fun of this, calling this the Fry Gay the 13th. Just like the idiotic fans made fun of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, because the main character was gay in in life, you know. So and in the well, movie it wasn't really movie, hidden that well. It's not very veiled. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like that right there that, is one of the funniest bits of uh, continuity change. In part six, they went to all this fucking trouble. Yeah, to change, change the, name. the city's <laughs> name and everything to get rid of Jason, and then all of a sudden yeah, after six, I went out. Fuck it. Yeah, it's Camp Crystal Lake. Who cares? It's like, it's no longer Camp Forest Green. Let's go back to Crystal Lake. Yeah. I guess tourism died. You know, everyone's looking for... This is the first Friday the 13th that doesn't take place in Camp, C-A-M-P, Crystal Lake. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Well, I mean, you can argue part four and part three... But, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's like there's no camp kitties in this. There's really no children in this at all except for young Tina, you know? Yeah. It's it's adults getting slashed. Yeah. I forgot how she died. Fake scare, fake scare. Oh, wait, real Jason. Yeah. Oh, and this right. is how edited that is. If you can see the uncut version, it's not that fucking bad. Yeah. Well, that's what they said. Like, all the cuts they made in this film would be tamed by today's standards of filmmaking. Even by like yesterday's st- standards. See, just look, that's yeah. it. 
<coughs> Originally, he wasn't supposed to take the knife back, but then Kane Hodder brought up a small point. Why the fuck would Jason leave the knife behind? And yeah. Beaker well, couldn't tentative. come up with yeah. an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Kane had a lot to do with um, Jason's actions in this. Kane changed a lot of it. Like, originally, um, in the um, one of the final battles where he goes through the stairs, he was supposed to just tumble down the stairs. And he goes, Jason's this big, heavy, hulking guy. His ass should go through the stairs. And then it created an, it set up two more stunts where he goes through the stairs and then comes out the wall, which sets up another scare. So, I mean, you know, he, he actually does a lot of the um, – Stunt work and sort of semi-writing when it comes to his characters, which is why I love Pain. Okay, this, this character right here always for a pisses lot me of off. The horror films. Yeah. There, but you're forgetting the uncut shit that we were seeing on VHS, and that's really what Beekler expected him to do. Yeah. He was used yeah, to Empire, where they would. Put out the tame R-rated version, but do the uncut version on VHS. Yeah, which is what they did with um, oh, <laughs> that character. No, well, I was gonna bring it before with um that the nerdy kid, the the horror star, you know, um the horror sci-fi fan is. Yeah. It kind of always pissed me off. It's like they just went with the stereotype of what a horror fan is. The geeky hey, uh, Starlog, you know, which of course Why the fuck is probably they have um, a grease, greaser character in this movie. Yeah, right. Which is, you know, Star Starlicon, I guess, was you know Starlog slash Comic Con, you know. So, but I mean, you know, no, they always Star-Lacan geek out. Is uh, if you look at his patches, it makes sense. Battle Star Galactica. Yeah. Yeah, but my point Star-Lacan is... Starlacon was the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. That's what they Star Lavigne, Battlestar Galactica. Uh-oh, I saw... Oh, was that um, a product placement that I just saw? Kentucky Fried Chicken? She was Gord- of course. Uh, Herschel Gordon-Lewis well, would be uh, rolling over his grave right now. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Look at that. You got sliced soda... You got yeah. big red. All kinds of. <laughs> I wonder if they got money <laughs> from these people. Of course. How do you think they kept the budget down? Yeah. Okay, but they I gotta got bring a up that and a beer called beer. And you know what? Most of the people like him would be doing. What? They would be looking at motherfuckers who drink beer like that and going, "You wasted the fucking yeah. beer, man." What the fuck, man? You wasted a beer. So speaking of Beekler having to change the script because of the uh, producer, so Tina's little um, visions where she's seeing people died, in the original script, she was supposed to be seeing young Jason holding his mother's head. Yeah, we'll point out that scene when it shows up. (laughs) Yeah, that was supposed to be the original things she was seeing was little and, and her mother and that guy their roles were more important in the original script but the producer's like we need the teens not them because you yeah. never get the point that one 
the psychiatrist is deep dicking her, which he is. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, and you always wonder, really, the psychiatrist is uh, hanging out in the house? <laughs> yeah, he's selling it. He's selling her case to write his own book and to make his own fame. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. They, they they could have focused a lot more on that, which I thought was a missing plot point that I liked. Because this movie is short as shit. I think this may be the shortest yeah. of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Let me get the case. See, this I never got. I would have. I would have went to the mom. There's a fucking hole here. There was a spike through this. <laughs> Eighty-eight minutes. Yeah, I think this is the shortest one of them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's just over an hour. So, yeah, no, one I mean between NBA cutting and the script rewrite, these aren't long films. I think the longest <laughs> is Jason Goes to Hell, which is close to about one hour and fifty minutes. Which is still one of my favorites, yay. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I always get happy Jason goes to hell. I love that film. Yeah. Let's do it, baby. We're in the forest. What's wrong? A yeah. bear might see us. So what? Yeah. Bears are perverts. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, little Jason would talk. I, I, I don't know. And they were supposed to somehow... Make it where it's Betsy Palmer's head. I don't know how they would have pulled that off. I'm trying to think because the effects were good, were like booming in these days, but they weren't that good yet. Like silicone wasn't being oh, used. Oh, that would have been easy to pull off. Look how black it is out there. True. Have yeah, they could have just. Put, I mean, they couldn't get the real actress. Yeah, we'll have the Betsy Palmer standing actor wear a black cat suit up to her neck and then put the fake yeah. headless looking appliance. There. Yeah. But that would have been an interesting choice. But I think it would have been uh it would have been like um Jason Takes Manhattan where it's like the little Jason kid keeps showing up, you know? It's like no one wants to see the little Jason kid show up. We want to see Kane Hodder yeah, slash why the people. Fuck is the little Jason kid showing up? Yeah, you know, how she have visions of that, you know? <laughs> Made no I love sense. the fact that Jason that, that, walked just side of him for a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was all Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder wanted to really... He said the, the thing he noticed about the past Jasons was that they just lumbered around. Yeah. They just, you know, they, they didn't do a lot. They didn't emote a lot. He yeah. wanted this Jason to really be evil, you know? Which I think was one of the reasons why they didn't use him in Freddy versus Jason was they wanted Jason to be more sympathetic. Kane Hodder made yeah. Jason just this unstoppable killing machine. And you know what's funny? I, Kane Hodder said he wished they'd kept the outtakes of this movie. Because it <laughs> took him 20 times to cut that goddamn tent. Yeah. He said one time when he cut it, the whole tent just came down. <laughs> All right, so this is the kill that went on for like a minute, and it cut it down to like one second. And like you said, he chose the smallest tree to whack her against. <laughs> yeah, a little twig next, right next to this giant fucking tree. Oak tree, yeah, oak tree. 
So, yeah, originally they filled the um, sleeping bag with 30 gallons of fake blood and um, a dummy of the girl just in case she fell out while he was whacking the tree with it. And that's why when he drops the sleeping bag after one hit, he's breathing heavy because he just did it like 30 fucking times against his tree, this heavy-ass bag. The the sleeping bag, the outsides are made of silk. Yeah. And you're wearing rubber all over your hands. Try to gain purchase. Yeah, he said it kept slipping out of his hands. Yeah, it kept slipping, and he had to keep redoing his grip. There's a whole scene missing here where she's like, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. And then he says the last one ever that makes her like him. What was that line? You got a nice ass. And then all of a sudden she likes him after he says, you got a nice ass. Yeah. So remember, guys, well, that was if a girl one of the calling things. you an asshole and a prick, just tell her she got nice tits or tell her she got nice ass, <laughs> and then she'll change your tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah, that I was the other thing. I for any they, ass kicking you get for taking our advice. They said because that, that people picked up that he was gay because <laughs> they had no chemistry between them. <laughs> I'm sorry, she looked like a demented, perverted troll hiding behind that tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> there's jealous and there's goddamn lady. Yeah, no, she's straight up stalking. She's like literally hiding behind um trees and shit, which that actress, um, her name is Susan Jennifer Sullivan. Now, there was a bit of controversy uh-huh. that um, she was deemed dead. Like, there was articles coming out that she died in 2009, and it was on all the websites, and it was even on the um, Crystal Lake Memories website, and it's even mentioned in the documentary that she passed away. And even on the documentaries of my Blu-ray here, they talk about her passing away. But there was um, a blogger, Germanic, who actually got in contact with her mom. She's not dead. The actress just went into hiding after a severe illness, and she doesn't want to be in contact. So fans out there, don't go looking for her. She wants to be left alone. She went into hiding on a purpose. And it's on the um, F13films.com website where it was verified that she's still alive. The writer actually talked to her mom, but she she wants nothing to do with the public image anymore. So leave her alone. <laughs> but, yeah, no, she did. I, even I thought I, I was going to – Yeah, I was going to dedicate this show to her. I was going to be like, in memory of. But, nope, I found that when I was trying to look for her death certificate, it said she died, but there was nothing else. There was no death certificate, no – like, you know, obituary or anything. And then I, as, as I kept researching, I'm like, oh, she's still alive. Holy shit. <laughs> so it's all fake. Right there that there was a big fucking scene missing because he just walks in. Hi, everybody. Next, then, yeah. cut. I'm storming out of the house all pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, this movie is like this movie's kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's when it kind comes of a to mess, it's cutting. It's not just score wise. Yeah. 
I mean, I still love this film, and Kane is, like, top-notch in it. This is the best of the Kane Hodder films. Kane Hodder just had the bad luck to come and get stuck with the shittiest scripts. Except for Jason X. Sorry, I will always defend that film. (laughs) Oh, I ain't. Talking about Jason X, I mean, uh, <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell didn't have any focus. Seven, eight was crap. And this one, if they had had a director with balls, maybe it wouldn't have been so goofy. Yeah. You know what the original um, script was supposed to be? Wow. The original story was supposed to be um, land developers bought all the property around Camp Crystal Lake and were building condos. So basically, Jason was supposed to come back and start killing like construction workers and CEOs of land developers and real estate agents. <laughs> Yuppie me. <laughs> and, yeah, and it was supposed to be like in like half-built condos and stuff. And Jason was supposed to come back and put a, the condition on that and end it all. Oh, the pre-CG days where they actually had to break pearls on this girl's neck. (laughs) I kind of still want to see that, though, like Jason killing construction workers. And I love the time shifts in this movie. One second is bright light and then night. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Friday Thirteenth does has no continuity as far as like light and day, or even years. You know, this is supposed to be ten years after an event that happened twenty years before, after you know another yeah. event that happened eighty years before. <laughs> this is pretty Which much is a good they... time that by this time in the editing, Beekler was kicked the fuck out of the editing room. The associate producer had taken it upon herself that this was going to be her masterpiece. It was going to be the film that she made her a star and not him. Yeah, that was um, Barbara Sachs was her name. And she she really got in the way of a lot of the productions that he wanted to do. She didn't. She We would have had a completely different ending. Well, we ended up with a different ending. Because she didn't want the father coming out of the water or rotting decomposed. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. And but, I love um, how yeah, no, Barbara knows when this to show up. It's like he smells her. He's got some kind of pussy radar. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. Girl, I want to fuck this coming outside. Me to be. Or. Yeah. Yeah, he always seems to just be standing right there when she's coming out the door. I mean, we this film's filled with stalkers. <laughs> He died in Texas on a meat hook. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. I'm just in shock. This sounds oh, okay. jarring. Just everything just whip, whip, whipping that thing like, fuck it, what the hell? Yeah, no, yeah, no. Like, like, I got used to that with Friday films, but where just things don't make sense. It's not as bad as in this one. 
Yeah. And I love it. Everybody else is wearing coats, jackets, and long sleeve shirts. And homegirl yeah, here is wearing a translucent, small as fuck little shirt. <laughs> you yeah. just see her nipples. It must be cold out because you see those those little perkies going. They said that when she took off her shoe, they got like a five-minute uh, take of uh, her dancing because she couldn't get her shoe off. Uh, so since this was Alabama, on the set they had an alligator wrangler because just in case an alligator swam up to try to eat the girl that's skinny dipping, he was standing there with a gun to shoot it. Because those waters that they filmed that were filled with gators. You know why Jason really kills it, don't you? Why? Because he's wearing, because he's tied an aqua blue sweater around him. (laughs) Yeah. That that kill really bothers me for the fact that they cut it so bad. Because you saw his face split open and blood gush out. And the effect is gone. Yeah. The coochie face is gone. Speaking of coochies, you can't tell someone get killed, but by God, you can show pussy. Yeah, I mean, you see this girl's full bush, which you could tell it's the 80s. You see her full bush and vagina, but you can't show a guy's face get... Yeah, you you can't see um, a guy's face get chopped with an axe, but you can show a woman's coochie. What? Well, yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> no wonder we didn't get laid. We tried shit like this. You know what I like about yeah, you baby? know what? We hardly sweat at all. The black guy <laughs> was like, "Yeah, you gotta screw me. Why? We're yeah. the only two black people here. They won't let us hang with oh. the white. That's racist, but it's true." Yeah, back then, like stereotypes ran through every film. The like, you can't have any, you can't you couldn't have interracial couples back then. That was like a big no no in Hollywood films. Take off your glasses. Thank you. Because that was always the cliche <laughs> in eighties films. If you take off your yeah, glasses, you become sexy woman. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm really ugly because I got glasses on. Second she took the glasses off. Oh, I'm super hot now. Yeah, that was that was definitely the eighties right there. Why do they always do that to horror fans? They always make them look like they're just total morons. Have you ever been to a convention after the booze really starts hitting hard and heavy, son? Well, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. All right. Yeah, I've had a few days. That's the secret about us. When we're us horror fans, we hit the cons back in the day. We knew how to party right. Yeah. So being that yeah, this that's is when you see guys reach your suitcase. I didn't bring out much booze and then whip out a fucking gallon of fucking vodka and the good stuff yeah. too. Yeah. This was um eighty seven, eighty eight. This was like. When special effects was really taken off, like everyone, every kid 
had, you know, because it's already been like a decade since the slasher films really started hitting since uh, Halloween. So every kid had his own makeshift special effects lab in his basement or garage or attic going. And this is really like, you know, the height of like Gore Zone, uh, Fangoria was going on. Um, what's the other one? Deep Red, which was like one of my favorites. The hardest to find, oh, but one of my favorites. Of, uh, let's see. Uh... Gorezone, Fangoria, Deep Red, a slaughterhouse, which sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and horror magazines are still around, but they just don't, it's not the slasher era anymore. So back then it was like yeah, they every magazine. Yeah, they were they were in the 80s. In the 80s, you just, we had the last era of Famous Monsters and then all those you said. Yeah. And then in the yeah, 90s, so, we got the I mean, fanzines, and that's when we really started learning some shit. Yeah. Well, that's how um, Deep Red really got going. It was a fanzine. Like, I still have my early copies where it's like hand-type shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, remember Deep Red? It got its biggest exposure to the column and gore zone. Yeah. It's where uh, Video Watchdog and uh, mm-hmm. Deep Red got their very first nationwide wide exposure. Yeah, shit, I, I go all the way back to Starlog. I still had a couple of those issues. <laughs> uh, I miss Starlog. Yeah, that was a great mag. I still had their own Famous special Monsters effects. Famous uh, before it became... Now, this yeah. makes no sense. It was in his fucking drawer, and now he just found it out fucking side. Yeah, no, like, like where did he get... Where did he find a bloody one out in the middle of, you know, the woods? After he had the one in the door frame. Actually, it was supposed to make sense because this thing was supposed to make before he found looked in the drawer. Well, it's not only that. Um, going back to what you said, why certain things don't make sense. There it is. I was about to say that. He's the one that put it in the door to start fucking with Tina. Remember, he was supposed to keep her yeah. always agitated, always confused so he can get her telekinesis powers going. God, look at that old VHS player. <laughs> Actually, that's not a even consumer grade one. That's a professional grade one where they could rewind yeah. and stop on a dime. Yeah, but yeah, so that's why he has a different one than the one in the woods is because he that was his that he was using the confuser. It's that whole subplot that's cut out where it's like you don't know what's going on. Yeah. I only stick it up my butt when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they really... I don't give a damn if you cut out gore from a movie. You can add that back yeah. in or something. But don't yeah. cut out plot. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It gets confusing because, and a lot of that was Barbara Sachs. She kept going after Beekler. They They didn't get along at all. So she kept making them change things. She kept going after them on stuff.
<laughs> this is a good time to talk about writing since we're talking about it. So the original writer came on, got $30,000. That was, um, what was his name? Daryl Henney came in. They brought him on, gave him like half his money, and then got a studio union script writer that is still not credited. They call him in the um, credits as um, Manuel Fidelo, it, it, but that's not a real real writer. That's a made-up name because the real writer didn't want to be known. And so they they took the money, gave the writer half the money, and then put the rest of it back into the film. So they kind of did some shady shit, and then the, they did, right they never here. credited the guy. Right here was supposed to be where Jason's mother's head is supposed to be. Yep. Yeah. And she's talking to her. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they so show the brother. Why does that happen in movies? I've never seen a car crash in real life where the car crashes and you hear the Yeah. Well, I guess that's supposed to be the head hitting the horn, but, you know, she obviously didn't hit her head, so <laughs> who knows? But I always thought that was an interesting coming out story. Coming out of a fucking car crash. Yeah. <laughs> and if you'd known that Jason's mother's talking to her, it would have made perfect sense why she got out of the car looking confused as hell. And see, look, she's hot now. <laughs> I like her story in her interview how when her death scene comes up, she said her ex-boyfriend told her, yeah, I used to rewind that and rewatch it saying, kill that bitch, kill her, kill her. Because <laughs> <laughs> she broke up with a door to make you guys fill. <laughs> and this is when one of the bigger problems with Friday the 13th film started to first show up and why slasher movies really died. The killer, slash Jason, slash Freddy, slash Pinhead, <laughs> has more personality than any of the meat puppets that are killed in this movie. Yeah, they, they, they were just like lambs to the slaughter. They just they had no, like, real personality. It was like cookie-cutter cutter characters. All right, yeah. you die here. Your, 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 your character dies here, you know? <laughs> And that's the problem I had with Terrifier, and that's it. The clown is the only one with fucking personality. <laughs> hey, don't shit on that movie. I love that film. <laughs> I'm shitting on the fact. I'm shitting on all the other things. You know, doesn't take much yeah, to create just, a personality. But if you live like on the East, four, if you lived on all the I needed was the guy doing the invisible computer. Yeah. Yeah, but if you lived on the East Coast, you would understand the two characters in uh, Terrifier. So, because those girls actually live here. That's exactly how every girl, party girl is in New Jersey and in Long Island. So <laughs> that's why that, that, that movie. Oh, there he is. Hey, you got to see Cooch face. Peek-a-boom, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And that's another problem the MPA has in this. Jason fucks with people. In this one, he literally yeah. fucks with people. 
Yeah, he stalks you know them, I mean? and he like miss he he like he he messes with them. He like throws bodies out of trees. He's you know well, he's, he's not just, just yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. He just mean spirit. He just mean spirited. I like how he stopped for a second to look at the wall of the implements of all the tools that he could use to hack people up. She ain't wearing. Who is still on his little wearing any panties? Yeah. I seen Paris. I seen France right there. <laughs> I seen she wasn't so wearing no underpants. This thing to me though. What was she doing out in the middle of the woods? She was obviously in the house where they were, doing the makeup, and then she's out all of a sudden in the middle of the woods. What was she doing in the middle of the woods? Well, remember that deleted scene in there where she was looking for the greaser guy, and it turns out she was making—he was making out with another girl that's in the slash scene section. Yeah. It would explain why she was in the shed too. Yeah, because like you said, all these scenes are missing, so things don't make sense. Like all of a sudden, she's out in the woods and she's in a shed. Like what? <laughs> I love it. He kept side. going. Did you notice that? He yeah. kept going. Yeah. People are like, what the fuck? That's just a beautiful detail. There's no clomp, clomp, clomp. He's like. <laughs> so this scene got cut where she was chopped up. No, even in that the uncut version it of it, the... it's not there. No, but, I you mean, know. there was a, an interview. She admitted that there was a blood scene where she was cut in the midsection, and that didn't even make it into the um, rough-cut stuff. Well, probably because they ain't going to watch. If there was a decent-looking print of the, good, of the good version, it would have popped up on the market. Oh, yeah, no, it, it just doesn't exist. Like, I've actually yeah, seen hard. because they screwed up back in the day. An uncut version of part two. It's not that different. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Tidy whities God, <laughs> get rid of them, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sex in the woods. Jason's Jason's alerted. <laughs> Well, actually, they're smoking weed, and it's not his brand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here comes the Look, scene. The but, other uh, white folks, they got their own bed. They got the room. The black people, y'all go fucking van. Sleep out in the van. <laughs> Stop. I hear something. No. I love that little woo-woo he's doing. That's realistic. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And they <laughs> cut out the biggest joke in this whole g- kill gag. What's that? I don't... When uh, the black girl's supposed to uh, get stabbed in the mouth by a party horn. It was supposed to be... Bah! Oh no, it's still in it. The the sound is still there. Yeah. On my copy it is at least. 
Well, but, yeah, um, in the no, uncut it, version, it wasn't. I like the cut version this oh, better because the uncut just shows a horn getting shoved in. Yeah. And the cut's got His that grip tag. Really bad. His death really got cut because they actually built a head that was collapsible. And they filled her with blood and cottage cheese so it looked like brain matter squirting out when Jason was crushing it. That one got brutalized. Now it's just like a some blood running down his face and him just like, you know, some sound effects. Here well, let's be honest. Why would they be stupid enough to think something that nasty would get past them? Yeah. Well, he said because it was so outrageous, they thought it would look too cartoonish and leave it in. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. In the uncut, like, you see his head crushing to, like, the I size know, of a walnut. I know, like I said, it's one of those is like, yeah. You know, oh, I is. never understand why in this era, why didn't Paramount do what most video companies did, which would make a... Unrated version. Yeah. There it is. You <laughs> would, um, the VHS. You yeah, would, that's what uh... You did with, um, well, almost every other fucking title, even Nightmare on Elm Street 5 when the NBA cut it to shit. They put it out on, yeah. on VHS. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, like, and that they really exploited that with um, Jason Goes to Hell. It's like, okay, this theatrical cut. All well, right, so VHS, right. here you go, unrated now. We're going to put all the gore back in. So yeah, this one, and they didn't do uh, Hellbound, they, Hellraiser 2. Yeah. They threw out all the fucking source. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that line. Yeah. I got a date with, with the soap on the rope. And you know what I'm going to do? It's going to find out I, you cheated on, I cheated on it with you, and it's going to beat the shit out of you. What do you mean? Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they didn't skimp on the breasts in this movie. No. <laughs> That's a trope. Always turning the lights off in, in the location. Yeah, but I love that. Ripping. What happened to the lights? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and where the fuck did he come from? And, dude, if I seen you laying in the tree like that, I wouldn't have to check to see if you're dead. Because I yeah. pretty much assume that you were dead. <laughs> wouldn't you? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before they consider Kane Hodder to be in this, you know who they were going to get to play Jason? T.J. Graham from Jason Lives. They were going to bring him back to play Jason. But Beaker but was like, no, nah, I know this guy's better. something that they didn't like. Which was? A raise. Oh. Well, was that and the fact that um, Beaker worked with Kane Hodder on the movie Prison and was impressed at the fact that Hodder threw worms in his mouth. 
and spit him out and had him fall out. So Beekler was like, you know, I want that guy. And, of course, you know, the producer was like, no, we don't want him. He's not big enough. Which, if, if you've ever met Kane Hodder, the guy is humongous. Like, he towers over me, and I'm not a little guy. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, when, they, when well, I heard that story, uh, I was like, really? Well, uh, Beekler had... Uh, Kane Hodder played the monster in Cellar Dweller. They had worked before many times on Empire Films. Yeah. He was yeah, one so of he, he was like, he did the, he was one of the lead stunt coordinators and someone that uh, Beekler liked to work with because he trusted him. Yeah, and it made sense because uh, Kane Hodder was an excellent stuntman, so he did his he knew his craft. But um, yeah, it was going. We, that was going to be the first reoccurring Jason was going to be C.J. Graham, but unfortunately, like you said, he wanted a raise, which they were like, "Yeah, no." And uh, Beaker went for Kane. Which Why I'm happy they did. Yeah, and it was supposed to be another character. Well, when they okay, so when they originally put this, when they were originally putting the script out to, for casting call for this film, it was called Birthday Bash. And one of the people that came in to read for it was Carrie Newman, Noonan, who was also in a, a previous Friday 13th. She was in Friday 13th 6. She was Megan's friend, the one that got slaughtered in the cabin that covered the cabin walls with blood. Yeah. So she came in to read for Birthday Bash thinking that it was like a teen, you know, sex film, like a, you know, party film. And as she's reading, she's like, oh, this is a Friday 13th movie. I already did one, you know? And they were like, oh, yeah, we knew you looked familiar. Beekler said to her, we thought you looked familiar. <laughs> so, yeah, she, that's two people from part six that had a, that were going to be in this one. I like how she hands him the gun, like, like ew, you know? <laughs> this would have made more sense, too, because... She, he was supposed to fuck with her to think that Jason's back yeah. before she brought him back. Yep. Yeah. That's why he put the, the um, tent stake through the thing to start fucking with her. Yeah. See, this is where they got the telekinesis right. She doesn't control it. It just happens. When she's emotional. She said that was the hardest part was every scene. She's crying. (laughs) She's like, I ran out of tears. (laughs) I don't know if she had a psychic moment there or had an orgasm. (laughs) No. The typical friend. Oh, do you remember those from the 80s? Those noise machines? Where it's like laser blast, machine gun fire. I had one of those, actually. (laughs) Those things are worth a shitload nowadays. I wish I still had it then. (laughs) Penis enlarger. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. Hey man, where's the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, see, when you watch this, the romance between them never really... Because it's like she's constantly crying, and he's constantly, like, stalking her, but doesn't do anything. And if you watch the slash scenes, there's two or three very important scenes involving those two. And why the fuck didn't anybody eat any cake? Yeah, I know, seriously. Because they're waiting for the brother to show up. Here it is. Here's that scene where she's supposed to be cut in half. Yeah. Really wasn't shy, was she? (laughs) No. Sorry, folks. I'm getting involved in the film. For some reason, I always get real quiet. This movie is not as cut as I remember it in the theaters. Well, yeah, no, I mean, they tried to put it back in as much as they could find, but the um, yeah, the theaters, forget it, because I did see this one in theaters, and I remember sitting there going, what the hell, this ain't a Friday 13th film? Where is all the cool this shit? Ain't, <laughs> the cut that I seen in the theaters wouldn't even be a fucking R-rated film. Yeah, no, it was like fucking Disney, the Disney cut of Jason, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, they yeah. didn't have the breasts, they, yeah. that, that, that skinny dip scene was so dark and murky that you thought she had a bathing suit on. So, yeah, no. Because I remember seeing this in the theater, and it wasn't, it didn't have a lot of that in it. Yeah, this is like the second one I've seen complete in theater. The first one was part six. Part five is the one which, if you've listened to these, I nearly got killed by a little girl. Yeah. But I had fun with this because it was like a couple of my friends. We was all just ragging on it and just having fun. I'm looking at his table there. He's got a bong, a couple pipes, and a corn cob pipe. Like, did he, he didn't have enough uh, drug paraphernalia? Oh, rolling papers. <laughs> the whole table's filled with well, God damn, like, man. Sometimes you want a big-ass <laughs> bong hit, and sometimes you just want to lay back with a corn cob pipe. And sometimes there it you is. Just oh, they actually roll. did do it. See, he got some pre-rolled shit there, too. Yeah. See, I'm trying to remember if it's in here, because I know it's in the cut scene where Jason walks in and throws his head at her. Yeah, he opens the door, and there's her, and it shows his head, and she just... Woo! And then it shows Jason cut his head off. Yeah, and he chucks the head at the girl, so <laughs> yeah. which is fucking hilarious. Jason the asshole. Like said, yeah, Jason was just. And where the fuck like, did that cat know. come from? Yeah, and how long has that cat been in that little ass closet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like that closet is small as hell. Like you can barely fit shoes in there, and oh, there's a cat in there. How the fuck long was that cat in there? And why is it that when she got out of bed, she had panties on, and you could tell right there? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. 
Yes, they always had furry pussy on the, in the eighties, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I had a cat like that. Cat's like, fuck you, the killer's here. I'm getting the hell out of here. There it is. Oh, okay. So the head is just the in the bag. All right. So yeah, in the original cut, he walks in, he chucks the head at her. Yeah, but they had to get rid of it because of that stupid screw up. Yeah, the effect didn't work. Right there would have been the effect where he caught her in half. But now she's... Okay, so the controversy here is the actress says they use a guy to jump out the window, which is why the legs are so muscular. And Beekler says, no, it was a woman. It was just a stunt woman that was fit. So I think it's a guy. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a guy, too. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, a little too beefy there, even for a stunt woman, you know? It's not stunt as bad as the screw-up in part four. I feel sorry for that girl. It's like, oh, I got to jump out of the I got to lay on the car. And then she seen when a stunt yeah. man, how the stunt woman ended up laying with her panties hanging up. She's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Why the fuck is the only person I care about David? <laughs> and how the fuck did he get outside the house? And why is he outside the house? Yeah, again, Kanu, he, one minute he's in an attic, next minute he's in the middle of the woods, and then he'll be in a car in California looking at a sunset. Then he's back here. <laughs> These were supposed to be the two nastiest kills in the movie, but... Yeah. Yeah, if you actually saw the cut footage, compare it to this. It's very disappointing what they what they actually did to this part. So Mom. that makes it even worse knowing that they were supposed to be um, hooking up, the mother and the psychiatrist. The fact that he just, like, grabs her and throws her in front of him so Jason could kill her. You know, like, oh, it's so horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I always follow that rule. If I'm going to run from a killer, I make sure the person behind me runs slower than me. Yeah. That's why you should always have a fat friend. <laughs> hey, not the zombies fat are chasing friend. you. They need to be a one-legged friend. Hey, give me your fake leg. Why? <laughs> I got to make sure I get all these woods. Motherfucker. Yeah. Zombies are coming. Hey, look, a sandwich. Boom, get out. See right here. Yeah, this is horrible. He's literally holding her up on purpose to protect himself. So, yeah, her kill... You're supposed to see the blade go in her back, come out the front, and go in and out. Almost like very sexual and then blood spattering on him. But nope, he just comes up behind her and then splat, and that's it. It's done. Yeah, and like Savini they, says, the gore the kill is like always the um, money shot. The come scene. And this movie, it's like softcore porn. It's like... Uh, 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 I'm there. Uh, next scene, they're smoking cigarettes. That's it. Done. <laughs> That's what they did this film. They took the porn scenes out, the cum shots. Yeah, they took the money shots all, out. Yeah, it's all foreplay. This film, that's what. That's the best way to describe it. It's all foreplay. They take the money shots out. Yeah, and why would we go spend good money to go to the theater and watch Friday the 13th Part 7 cut? When we could stay at home and rent the uncut versions of re of uh, the mutilator and other slasher films yeah. that go all farther. 
Oh, yeah, Maniac, shit like that. <laughs> now, if this was Night of Living Dead 90, he would shot her in the head. about uh, him and uh, her walking in the woods explains why she gave him the cold. His dad was an army guy. Oh. And taught him how to shoot. Damn, they cut everything out of this. So now she's in the woods. Like, <laughs> well, Jason, well, I can understand because he was, that was in that attic. It's, it was yeah. explained. Yeah, so is Jason. If you really think about it, he went the, back to the shed to grab another killing device. <laughs> Him acting this way, like I said, they cut out everything that would make that make sense. Yeah. I said it before on this. I said again, cut, cut all the gore. Cut all of the nudity. Don't cut plot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I may be bashing this film, but I still love it because it's one of the best uh, Jason performances ever. Actually, we're not bashing the movie. We're bashing the idiot producers and the stuff that... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky we got as good of a film as we have here, you know? Yeah. This is cool. I remember when I saw this in theaters and he came out with this thing, I cheered. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to, (laughs) because he's supposed to be... He's really the bad guy of the movie, not Jason. Yeah. And you really wanted him to die really painful, yeah, and that looked the fucking force painful. Yeah. And again, that was Kane Hodder's idea was to use that thing because he said he hated that character, like so. Of course, he had to suffer more. But let's cut out everything in the movie that shows why you want this guy to die yeah. like a motherfucker. Yeah. Right. And they even cut out the what should have been a glorious kill, because he li- literally hacked him up. <laughs> yeah, he just punched him in the face. I love the fact that Jason turned that shit off. Yeah, to sneak up on him. See right here, you're supposed to see a complete disemboweling. Going on his his guts literally coming out, but nope, you just see it go down and that's it done. And the only the, version, again, even in the cut version, is the middle version, where he just tells yeah. him cut and a little bit of blood come out. Because in the true uncut version, which was lost when they were filming it, the plastic guts they got hung up in everywhere. the blade. Yeah, and spattered everywhere. Yeah, and it got stuck there with the, his intestines just flop, 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 flop. Yeah. Would have made one hell of an effect. <laughs> like we said before, like this film with all the cutscene, with all the uncut stuff, it wouldn't even compare to what happens now. You know, it would, it would, it would be tame. And did you notice that was a that was a different cut too? Yeah. 
because instead, cause it showed him shove the horn in her mouth, and then when she turned her body over, it was on her eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best view I've ever seen a coochie face. Yeah. Here we go. The showdown. I love that mask. That's why I was like the first Jason mask I ever got was this part seven one. And you know and now the movie turning... this had to be a, a wink and a nod homage to. Oh, it's obvious. Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah, the the vines taking them down. Yeah, it's Evil Dead. But she goes full carry here. This is what it originally was. She was supposed to be Carrie versus Jason, which they couldn't use the rights for Carrie, so they just said, fuck it, Tina versus Jason. <laughs> well, would you want to fuck with Stephen King in the 80s? No. Yeah, no, yeah, he was too popular. He was a cool guy, though. I could see him being like, Carrie versus Jason, sure, go with it, you know. <laughs> but you got to pay me. Yeah, yeah, you had to pay them, yeah. And these movies were made, like, on shoestring budgets. Yeah, that's one thing that they, that they didn't even talk about in Crystal Lake Memories. Each movie from one through six made more money than the other ones. Yeah. But they kept spending less on each of them. Yeah. Yeah, the profits of the movies were going up, but they weren't putting it back in the movies. So the um, movies kept looking cheaper and cheaper and cheaper as they went on. And that's really and one when of you the get biggest to, huh? reasons Buechler got hired, just because he was able to pull off stuff like Cellar Dweller, Ghoulies 2. Yeah. For Penny. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was working on shoestring budgets his whole life, so... They were like, ah, get him to do it. He could do it. Yeah, the quote. And then when they originally, yeah, okay, go ahead. when they originally, when they originally approached him for it, he turned it down. He was like, there's already six of these. Why am I going to do a part seven? So that's why he came in with the full intention of really go, making Jason this monster, you know, this zombie monster. Because he was like, all right, I'm just not going to have a guy in a mask and gloves. I, I want a monster. And honestly, to quote, well, what I've said before, to quote Brian Trenchard Smith, the worst thing that you can show Hollywood is that you can put, you can pull off a good money, a good movie with a no budget. Because after that, they won't give you any money. They'll say, oh, you did this movie before for $10,000. Here's $10,000. You can do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so now if you notice the mask doesn't have these black spots around the mouth, they get it because they did not understand that how heavy this roof was. So when they dropped it on Kane Hodder, he said he hit the stairs face first, and his face hit every step on the way down, which is what uh, messed up the mask. <laughs> yeah, he got hurt on that. Not hurt, but he said he was actually protected by the mask because it was a good, strong fiberglass mask, but it's scratched up the mask, which you'll see around the mouth and the nose is all scratched up. 
which yeah. is on every fan-made mask now. Even my mask has it, the scratches on the mouth and the nose. Yeah, they didn't think that root. He was like, ah, it doesn't look heavy. You could drop it on me. And then when he dropped it on me, he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and here's another thing that makes sense, how she really goes from one to bit, one to bitch that quick. Yeah. When it comes. There's an image coming up here that any fan of Friday 13th that has the original Nintendo game, this is the still that's on the cover of the box and the video game cartridge is him holding up the mask from Part 7, right? Any second? Right there. That's on the cover of the uh, Nintendo box, which was another kill that they cut out because they actually showed the axe going into her face. They cut it out. They used a reverse shot on that In the sound, too. Yeah. But it's still a cool kill. She dies nicely. And there's another continuity error. Where the fuck did that colt go? Yeah. So, yeah, this scene changed greatly because of Kane Hodder. Originally, the the light was supposed to come down and hit him in the chest, and he was supposed to tumble down the stairs and then get back yeah. up and start back up again. The cane's like, wow, I got this plastic mask. Hit me in the face and make some balsa stairs and let me fall through the stairs. Now, when he hits right there, that next step was real wood. He said if he went a couple more inches over, his head would have been knocked off. Because they didn't, they didn't make all the stairs breakable, only yeah. the fir- those first couple. And you remember yeah, what the problem was with the light the first two times they did it before they hit him in the head was, don't you? What? The chest was so padded that it just landed there. Bounce. Yeah, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. I do you like that they cut the sound effects out there. It's supposed to be crack, crack, crack. Here is the best yeah. unmasking ever. Of Jason, yeah. Which yeah. the um, producer wanted cut out. She didn't want anyone to see Jason's face. She's like, that makeup is horrible. I don't like that he's rotten. It's like she fought this, which is it's the coolest thing ever. She, she wanted Jason's to make face, an art film. Yeah. You didn't exactly. realize yeah, what the hell you're making. <laughs> no, you're making you're making a B horror film. You wanted to make Kramer yeah. versus Kramer, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is Jason versus Carrie, not Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> yeah, Barbara Sachs, get out of the room. You're you're not helping, you know. This is impressive. The um the actress playing Tina here actually did this stunt. They didn't use a stunt person. Uh, Kane Hodder walked her through it, and she did this stunt and the stunt on the dock where he throws her. Because she wanted what to do Kane the stunt. Gave her the She's next like, oh, let me do it. Yeah. So, yeah. You see, remember what Kane gave her a week great. after they, she filmed this stunt? Yeah, right. <laughs> he gave her her sad nah, card. She, yeah. She's, a, she's officially in the stunt man now. Yup. So yeah, see that it's great acting through that makeup, you know. 
only Kane Hodder gave him that like angry personality that Jason never had before. I love that when he pulls the nail out of his head. Yeah, no, she got her. Yeah, she got her stunt sad card from this. Yeah, because she did two stunts in the film that Kane uh, taught her how to do. Yeah, Barbara Sachs is horrible. I I I hate her because she changed this film so much. Because like you said, she wanted to make an art house film, and Beekler's like, no, this is a fucking Jason film. Get out of here. Yeah, do you know what the fuck you're Which making? He... Yeah, yeah. Do you realize what we're making here? <laughs> <laughs> So the, um, this stunt right here that Kane does, this actually held the record for the longest um, on-screen fire st- gag. Because This is right before CG got big and all fire stunts yeah. were CG. But Kane Hodder actually did this stunt being set on fire, and this, this actually made the record books for the longest stunt on uh, fire, which they didn't know Kane could do because he was – he did a fire stunt before that burnt a big portion of his body. His body scarred up from fire yeah. burns. So they weren't sure he was going to do it. And he's like, nah, fuck this. Set me on fire. And he, this actually broke records. So pre-CGI. And do you remember what beat this? No, what? The video for, I forget the punk band's name, Los Angeles. You remember it, the um, punk no song where the video is just a guy running down the street to Los Angeles on fire for about three minutes and 22 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the song, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That that house explosion, they fucked it up. It wasn't supposed to go like that. It was supposed to go up and burst. And they said that it went so hard and fast that it was like one second of film. So they had to slow the film down and keep repeating the different angles <laughs> because they, they use too much TNT in it. Yeah. The one who did it was some redneck that someone who worked on the local Alabama production crew recommended. Yeah. Yeah, the same with the guy that was supposed to be the alligator wrangler that just stood there with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got it. I know how to wrangle alligators. Click, click, boom. <laughs> But here's where the different ending we're missing. You notice there's like supposed to be, it was supposed to be like a five ten minute cut, and it was supposed to cut back yeah. to her father under the lake, yeah. showing yep. him in different stages till he comes up. Yeah. You know. Well, they were, he was supposed to be Rod. He was supposed to be as great as Jason. Yeah. Yeah, guns don't mean anything to a zombie. I love that. Shouldn't he just like, you're pissing me off, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, this was very disappointing because originally, and again, this goes back to Barbara Sachs, who I love saying her name because I want people to hate her, is he was supposed to come up and he was supposed to be a rotted, her rotted father that grabs Jason. Now when he comes up, he's got some, you know, dirt on his face. <laughs> well, in the original, original some... ending, uh, which is he talks about, is supposed to show him like this, but we're supposed to show him under the water, his body rebuilding yeah. itself before. Yeah, but and but he was supposed to come up all rotted, and oh, here we go. 
There he is. There's the director, Beekler. That's him picking up the uh, Jason mask. That was his cameo in the film. He wanted to do that. Did you that. see that pissy-ass little fire hose? Yeah. So and there's one thing missing on her costume that's supposed to be in the original ending. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Are you talking about after this, right? Yeah, where she's supposed to be in handcuffs. Yeah, because it was going to lead into the sequel that they suspected her of killing everyone. And in the sequel, she was going to be in the mental hospital, and oh, and she was supposed to be in there as a suspect for killing all these people she was blamed, and Jason was going to rise up and kill everyone at the hospital trying to get her. It was, they were supposed to do like Adrian King in part two. Jason comes back and kills her, Alice, and they were going to do an entire sequel where Jason was hunting her down in the mental hospital trying to kill her. And they also cut out a final scene where they show fishermen fishing in Crystal Lake and Jason jumps out of the water like part one and grabs him and pulls him down into the lake. That's completely cut out. I actually saw the footage. So that and then yeah, of course that was again the producer ending was a hell of a lot funnier. Yeah. And the reason they cut to that scene get dragged under the water when he hooks yeah. the fish and then it cuts to a newspaper article that read Fifth Fisherman Missing Today on Chris Fifth Fifth Fisherman Missing in Six Months. Mm. Only boat found. Yeah. And the reason they cut that scene out it's it's the it, it, this is why I never understand producers. They cut that scene out because right before this came out was um, Fatal Attraction, and they thought the scene looked too much like Glenn Close jumping out of the bathtub, which only a producer can fucking think. Oh, that's too similar. Jason jumping out of a lake grabbing a fisherman and Glenn Close jumping out of a bathtub. Two completely different fucking things. No one would have even thought they were copying, you know. But in producers' fucking logic, oh, you're co- we're copying oh, Fatal Attraction. I... <laughs> I read that. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> no, nowhere in my mind would I ever have thought like, you know, <laughs> and... oh, Fatal Attraction. They ripped off Fatal Attraction. Lawsuit. <laughs> it's like. And the sad part is, is that Buchler caught all of the shit for this movie, and it basically yeah. destroyed his directing career. Yeah, and that's why I keep saying Barbara Sack's name is because she's the one that fucked it up. I mean, yeah, Buchler, ah, I keep fucking his name, Buchler, yeah, he had his flaws as a director, but his vision was still cool. He He, he wanted to give the fans what they wanted, and this fucking producer destroyed it on him, and then laid all the blame on him, saying he was incompetent as a director. Like, no, fuck you, you fucked up the film. That's the reason why I kept repeating her name, is because Beekler never got the credit he deserves for his film, and she never got the shit she deserves. Huh? Yeah. Because Ghoulies 2 is the best of the Ghoulies films. Yeah, no, I love that one, too. I have it. Come see the monsters. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love I, I love both Ghoulies films. I don't remember Part Three that well though. I think I saw that once. I got to revisit four. that one. Ghoulies One, Ghoulies Two, oh, Ghoulies on Campus. 
<laughs> well, since we have 30 minutes left, and yeah. y'all are still listening to us, and this is a special Friday 13th event, let's since we're going to be at the menu right now, which I'm trying to get into the menu, let's swing it on over to the deleted, to the slash footage. Oh, hold on, hold on. Trying to get there. I have, I probably have a different copy than you. I have the uh, Blu-ray. Special features, uh, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, makeup, makeover, deleted scenes. Okay, I'm here. Yeah. Play okay, it all. Okay, get ready and go. Hit the flash scenes menu and play it when yet play all. Yep. Okay. And five, four, three. Two, one, now. Okay. Here is a little opening before it by John, by Carl Beekler himself. He's a pretty cool guy. I've talked to him before on Facebook. Yeah, no, he is. He's awesome. I like him a lot. And yes, yeah, see, I have to say, yes, it is pretty graphic even for today. But <laughs> when they're targeting your films, which Friday the 13th was a big target of the MPAA. Yeah. Because they got they got kind of shocked when um the first, like, six got away with so much. They were like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're letting these things get out of here with this? Okay, here we go. And here's the scene where they're supposed to first meet. That was about five seconds, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the broken down car. Yeah. They don't even explain why they're in the fucking woods in the in theatrical cut. They're just there. <laughs> yeah. I love this shutdown. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> 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 <But pig fuckers! laughs> I haven't Here watched these in forever. Nope. Oh, okay, spike in the back. Am I ahead yeah, of you a little bit? Yeah, him uh, uh, crawling and screaming in pain. Yeah, which, the NBA don't that? like don't suffering. Yeah. Unless it's in a big Hollywood movie like Die Hard, then you can blow, then you can blow a hole through someone's head on screen and then show a shot through the hole in the freaking head. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they. And that's the difference. If it's a big Hollywood film, you can get away with anything. With um, a low-budget film, they just go after them. And they always use the lame excuse, oh, what if kids see it? Well, kids shouldn't be here anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah. Even though I was. But when did this come out, 87? I was 16. I know what my kids think that. We'll make sure they don't see it, you dumb fuck. Yeah. I'm glad they cut that fucking bit out. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, it was like. Well, he no, said I, that I line twice. On He's like, yeah, good. Now shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, I'm carrying something. <laughs> I think the film that um had the best cutscenes though that should have been in the movie was Night of the Living Dead ninety. Like you literally saw heads getting blown off. You literally saw, you know, the headshots and there was just so much more to that that got cut out. And like you said, Texas Story, they butchered that film. I wish you called Texas. Well, if you look at the uncut versions of the scenes from Night of Living Dead, you could tell they were shot for an R rating. Yeah. Here we go. Boing! Little One, tree! Big, big tree! Two, three. <laughs> I mean, just listen to Hodder's voice here. Ugh, yeah. No, he, and that thing was heavy. Like, they filled it with gallons of blood, and they filled it with a dummy of the girl. So he's, and he kept flipping because he's wearing that was stupid gloves. in every version. They showed him banging it against the tree, and then they show her body come out pretty much pristine with all that fucking blood flying out. Well, where the fuck yeah. did it come from? <laughs> and here we go. You're assuming. Oh, is this the troll girl? I haven't watched these behind the scenes in forever. I hope the people at home have these discs and watching this. Uh, oh, this is a nice ass. Okay. <laughs> this is how they... Uh, Ended up, this is the longer, you know. Yeah. This has about a oh, line of, uh, well, it ain't no Shark Attack 3. That one is the best, but this is second best. Yeah. Shark Attack 3's infamous line is the director told the actor, okay, just say something and see how she reacts. Yeah. And what does he say? Hey. Well, Just you want to take you home and eat your pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here comes the second best. How many times have you said that to a girl, and it actually worked to not get you the shit smacked out of you? <laughs> you got a nice butt. <laughs> oh, God, my face. Don't break it anymore. What was she supposed to be 17 in this movie? They're yeah. all supposed to be teenagers, which none of they all look like they just graduated college like five years ago. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's the extended. This always bothered Coochie me. Face. Yeah, I love the way he dies. Like, it, it's just brutal. Yeah. He basically played golf with just his face. People don't ask what coochie means. Ooh. Because you know what it means. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what a coochie is. <laughs> the younger kids might not know what a coochie is, but I'm sure they could figure it out if they yeah. realize we got dirty minds. <laughs> is that it? No, there's more. Yeah, there's more. There's a lot more plot and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't watched this in years. Yeah. See, here's the scene that explains why she was in the woods. She goes out to look for greaser piece of shit guy. Yeah. 
Who just van? Him and the redhead just vanished from the fucking movie. Period. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Oh, yeah. here's the infamous fucking David everyone cares about. <laughs> David. Yeah, you're David. right about that. Why is everybody like David? David. David. Well, you know why? <laughs> He's seen the inside of his room. David. David. Don't call yeah, for David's David. Yeah, David's the party guy. Why? He <laughs> left all his fucking weed up here. Oh, fuck him then. Bring it down. Yeah, yeah, he's the weed guy. That's why he's so important. So, yeah, they cut that out. So now you understand why she went to the fucking woods in the cabin. Not only does she not get any pussy, she gets stuck with the roach. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, why did they cut this out? It kind of makes sense now. Yeah. I don't know why they cut out things that make... Oh, pervasive drug use. Oh, that's right, yeah. I, I mean, love he's smoking it. weed through the whole fucking movie. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 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 I just said that just so funny. It's like, whoa, dun, dun, dun. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense now. They should have left that yeah, scene. Humper. Why is he humping her leg? <laughs> <laughs> How can she be having a good time when homeboy don't got no aim? Yeah, I know, seriously. And that was her best friend who encouraged her to get look good to get him, too. Yeah, all he needs is a little work. Yeah. Yeah. If you have the, the Blu-ray, there is a supplement where they show them interviewed now, and, you know, they go to, like, a spa or some shit. <laughs> oh, that's on the DVD, too. Yeah, oh, it's on the DVD? All right. Yeah. Now, yeah, I got the Blu-ray. I have the um, eight eight disc collection. So. <laughs> yeah. I missed you out think, on the ten yeah, boxes. Cut, Here it is. They, Boom. That was a cut gore scene. How? Oh, this is the first one. This is the take yeah. from the first cut death scene that you're talking about. Yeah. There's boo. I like the cut, uh, second version because there's more boobies. I mean, I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> he takes his time, don't he? <laughs> I didn't bring you so shit. Cat... So that would mean there's the no cat's cat not in, in it, version. right? Yeah. What? Yeah, here it is. Yeah, it comes in. Yeah. So yeah, this is what I remember when he just like opens the door and throws a head at her. Hey, catch! <laughs> See right here. Look how far the her uh, yeah boobs shift when he hits her with the machete. Yeah. I'm not saying to be perverted. Yeah, I see, mean, that's just the easiest way to see how bad the prosthetic fucked up. <laughs> Look. Grunt! <laughs> you see? 
what? He didn't use it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so here's the extended head crush. It's watching stuff like that where it screws up is why I'm not against uh, them using video playback on sets. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I knew there was a scene where he threw it, threw the guy, her boyfriend's head at her, or yeah. her hookup. There it is. Yeah, the see the cottage cheese squirting out. You see? It? <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously. Even though it is that over the top, there's no way in fucking hell they're going to use that in the movie. <laughs> well, his no. logic was it was so it was so silly to look at, like so ridiculously bad that they would have just let it go. Now here's like. I forgot how much, but he shows the horn go in, and you hear the honk. I don't know if it's in this cut, though. No, they didn't add the honk sound. Yeah, just him going, ooh. And there you go. Yeah, it is in the eye. In the in the um, cut footage, it looks like it goes in her mouth. Yeah. You're right on that. They, they, it, they completely change it. it. Just goes. It looks like it goes in her mouth. And this one, it shows the eye. Well, the honk is funnier, and I'm always like, if you have a choice between yeah. both of them, the more disgusting or the funny, go for the funny. Yeah, the honk was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they showed um, big cut. Yeah. See, that wasn't bad at all. Like, why didn't they, why did they make them cut that out? Because there we they go. Were, with them. See, boom, boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, she that died horribly. Good. You guys did your job right, so we're going to take it out. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I think. See, this is the second version of it. Yeah. Still, it's not that bad. Yeah, where they show like a little bit of the guts coming out, but the original, like you said, had like the guts swirling around in the blade, and which unfortunately is lost forever. See, they even changed the language. No, fuck you. Listen to the sound here. That's what makes it nasty. Yeah. That. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, that wasn't even bloody. You just saw an axe hit her face. Didn't even see blood. It's the sound, man. So cool see, there's a zombie yeah. dad. Yeah. It's still a lame ending. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's cooler, though. Like, like before, it just looked... Ridiculous! Like and he looks like they're like he face. pooped his pants. I'm sorry, he looks at that face like he pooped his pants. Yeah. I poop myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his sad face, like hi, hon. You know, sorry I beat the shit out of your mom. Sorry, <laughs> that's what you're doing. You know, cold blood. Yeah. Yeah, I smacked your mom around, got drunk, and you know, used to talk shitty to you. 
So the actor here that played her love interest, Kevin Spiritus, Spiritus, he actually wrote his own sequel to where it was going to basically be the same as Tina goes to the hospital, blamed for the murders, but it was going to be him coming back as Jason, killing the people in the hospital, trying to get to her. It was basically he was going to be like um, Roy Burns from Part Five. It was going to be a fake Jason, and they were like, "No, they already tried that, and people hated it." So no. <laughs> and we love it nowadays. It yeah. So he wrote his own script. Uh, here it is: the fisherman, the lost fisherman scene. I wish they would have the left this like, in the movie. This the reason cool. I don't like this is it's too much like the ending of one, the ending of three. They go yeah. back to the – you go through it once, the first one scares the shit out of you. Third, yeah. it's goofy, but it still creeps you out. You go to the well a third time, yeah, fuck you. I was expecting this. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, so, like they, they, they would have gone for the funny and just had him go like a Warren Brothers cartoon. Yeah. Why you hardly even saw him and went so fast? Yeah, that reminds me uh, so much of. Friday of uh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> when she comes out of the bathtub. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the same thing, you know. It's just missing a fish. Yeah, but sadly, <laughs> this was the first of the Friday the 13th to not make more money than its predecessor. I wonder yeah. fucking why. Yeah, thank you, um, you know, Barbara Sachs. <laughs> yeah, if they would have just kept People... the gore in and all that. Yeah. Boom! Yeah, I mean, yeah, Beekler had a lot to answer for, but it wasn't his fault. It really wasn't. It, they, he he tried to give us a solid film. And, I mean, it's still solid. Like, I still can just sit down and watch this and enjoy it, you know, even with the missing scenes, so... Yeah. You know, it, it still holds up hell. to me. But yeah, it no, been, when fans went to not, see it, they were like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, especially... It would have been better if back that in way, the but... Yeah. It wouldn't get well, you also gotta, Sorry, I was just going to bring up, this is also the days of the, the, the horror magazine. And before a movie came out, horror fans got to see photos of the effects. Like, there's always stills of, oh, man, that's really bloody. Oh, my God. And they would talk up these films. And then when the fans went to see the films, you know, they're like, none of that. What happened to what I read in Fangoria? Wait a minute. Gorezone showed Jason, like, fucking chopping this guy's face off. Where is it? So it's like a lot of times you saw the shit in the magazines, and it wouldn't end up in the movie when, you, when the movie finally came out. You know? Yeah. I remember that happened with um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. There was something specific in there that wasn't in the movie. Yo, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember reading it in the magazine. They had a still Yo, of the – oh, it was the um, head chopping scene. They had a still in the um, magazine showing the head peeling. Then when I saw it in the theater, 
it was like it, I was like, wait a minute. And the magazine had a different angle showing the head falling apart. Why isn't it in the um, movie? So, you know, the magazines kind of spoiled it at the time too. Yeah. You were going to say, I'm sorry, before I rudely interrupted you. I mean, yeah, Paramount would send all the bloodiest and nastiest shots they could to Fangoria to promote the magazine, knowing that they wouldn't be in the movie. Yeah, and, you know, so that's another thing about today's films. Like, everything's so, because of the Internet and everything, you don't, you know, anything that's cut out is gone instantly. Back then, they would send the stills out to promote the film to the magazines before they were even done editing the film. So, you know, you always got to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, you know, you, you, you're, you like, drooling for this film to come out. And then you came out, and it's like, wait a minute. The scene, and where's then you go home, pick up your magazine, and be like, yeah, where the fuck was this scene? You know. <laughs> well, how many times did you see in Fangoria where they would cover a movie for months and months and months, and then when the movie came out, they gave it a shitty review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened a lot. Yeah, it's like they always do the, oh, coming soon, you know, and then they'd show the behind the film. And then the movie come out and be like, oh, worst thing ever came out. It's like, shh. That happened with, um, specifically, I remember Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Like, yeah. months up to that film coming out, you know, the, first, the, the two issues before that film came out was Return of the Living Dead 2, Return of the Living Dead 2, you know, and, like, the magazine from front to cover to cover was fucking just, you know, balls to the wall, stills, you know, they even had, I remember the um, picture of Forrest J. Ackerman, you know, he's in the movie, oh my God, Forrest, Uncle Forrest's in the film. And then the movie came out, it's like, yeah, don't bother, it sucks. <laughs> oh, we already seen that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I remember that specifically where Return to Living Dead too, because I was so amped to see it. And it was because of all the hype it got in Fangoria. I don't remember well, in Warzone or any of the other. Was how great the fucking punk rock soundtrack was. We were ready for some more. Yeah. And yeah, we got Suburban Kids in a, yeah. in a track residence. Got a cute and... kid and cute looking zombies. Uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, then the gags were lame, like a zombie couldn't see, so she put her glasses on and was like, oh, you know, it's like they went totally slapstick, and it didn't work. So, and even Uncle Forty couldn't save that film. <laughs> His cameo, as exciting as it was, was still like, meh. The only coolest thing was the um cut, the zombie that was cut in half that was walking on his hands. That was cool. Yeah. But still, you know, they were like, you know, get the damn screwdriver out of my head. Like, yeah, uh, but to finish this up, yeah, Friday the 13th Part 7 was a big hit, but it was the first one to not beat its predecessor. And Part 8 was just a stone-cold flop. Yeah. But that's when we had word that it was going to be shit before it came out. Yeah, no, well, it, the thing that made that movie exciting, though, was the poster. That was the exciting part of that movie was was Jason cutting through the I Love New York um, 
poster, yeah, and then you banned that poster. The New York Tourism Board sued Paramount and made them pull the poster. Yeah, so, you know, and I, like I said, I went to the movies, and I would have been fine with the film if they just said the movie ends in New York at, for, for a setup for a sequel. But, yeah, the movie kind of just took place on a boat. Yeah. And then kind of ended up on some back lots in Canada that were obviously Canada. And then there's a scene in New York with punk rockers listening to rap, which made no sense. And then, <laughs> and then that's it. It's back in Canada. It's like, oh, okay. Well, so originally I guess they, can... uh, they want. Well, <laughs> originally they wanted to get a uh, fear living in the city. Yeah. But they couldn't get that. Yeah, no, I mean, we could. We already discussed that film on that that uh, podcast. So, <laughs> did we? Did, we yeah, did that one. That right? film's already been done. Yeah, we did that one. Yeah, we did that one. Yeah, so yeah, you can go back and listen to to listen to our ranting on this one. But part seven, which I I, I will always just be the start of Kane Hodder's rule, followed in the next Friday Thirteenth. Was his his acting always? always saved the movies, in my opinion. As bad as they are, Kane Hodder saved those movies to me. Well, the problem with Jason Goes to Hell is there's a good movie in that soup. They just needed to cut out a lot of the vegetables and shit in it. (laughs) I still still love Jason Goes to Hell. (laughs) I will always defend that film. Because it's everything I wanted that from that t- at that time period, you know. Yeah. Like I said, that is like a time capsule of that point. And what was it? Ninety? Nineteen ninety? Nineteen eighty nine? Ninety ninety? Yeah, ninety. Yeah, that's that little time capsule right there. It was perfect, you know. <laughs> yeah. And which one do you and want to do was... next, Friday the Thirteenth? What do we have left? We have one. Ten, Jason the Pop Farmer. We should do um Jason X. Let's save part one for the last one. Okay, we'll let's do, do the, Jason let, X. Yeah, and then we'll do and we'll do Jason X, and then let's do the Pop Farmer, and then we'll do one. That that's a good and way of doing it. We'll go right back. Wait, to the what was that? I missed that. We haven't done Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, well, do you want to do that one? I'd love to do that one, too. We'll do Jason X next, and then we'll do Jason X, yeah. Freddy versus Jason, Jason the Pop Farmer, then end the series to complete the set with one. Okay, sounds great to me. And uh, next month for our show, you want to talk Richard Stanley? Um, sure. Uh, especially a film oh. that came out on Blu-ray the last, about three weeks ago. Oh, um, Color, color Out of Space, yes. Color Out of Space. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I am so sad that I missed that when it did its theatrical run. I when I got the disc, I I literally watched it three times in a row. Like, I just kept hitting play. <laughs> yeah. The Same year of, yeah, I missed it when it came out. Oh, 
And I remember I wanted to see it, but it was only playing in New York, and I couldn't get the time to go see it. It wasn't playing locally. Like, I looked in the paper, wasn't there. I looked online, and it wasn't playing in New Jersey, anywhere near me in New Jersey. So I had to go to New York, and by the time I got a weekend to where I could make it there, it was already out of theaters. Oh, man. So that – yeah, that that movie is phenomenal. If anyone hasn't seen Color Out of Space yet with Nicolas Cage – do yourself a favor. You got to see that fucking movie. It's amazing, and it's it's everything you want from an H.P. Lovecraft, you know, film. I mean, it literally. Including Tommy Jones. Did Lovecraft. What was that? Including Tommy Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tommy Jones is excellent in that. Are we going to do that film eventually? Do you want to do that one, or do you just want to talk about it now? No, do it next month. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to do Colorado Space, because that movie is And with that, happy Friday the 13th, everybody, and thank you for being on, and good night. Good night.